Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which comes from Daniel chapter 6, verses 16 through 24, on page 1832, I'm sorry, 1382 in the Pew Bibles. Hear the word of God. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and the rings of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. May God's, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, No wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. So, have you heard the story of Daniel and the lion's den before? I'm sure we all have. Popular among kids' stories, and a lot of times when this particular passage is preached, it's it's like a David and Goliath thing. Stand strong and face the things that are coming at you in life, and God will rescue you. And there's nothing wrong with that, because that's absolutely true. But I want to put a different spin on it today. I want you to see why I believe God put this particular passage in the Bible. Well, because it happened, that's one reason. It's it's historical fact that this did happen to Daniel. But what was God trying to prove? So I got a list of things here. I want you to see if you see any correlation. In Daniel chapter 1, Daniel is said to be blameless. Wouldn't give in to the desires of the unlawful leaders. And what we read, he said, I had done nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong to you, king. Daniel is from the tribe of Judah. Daniel became a prominent chief ruler in Babylon. And a lot of people followed him. And this angered many of his contemporaries. If we would go back to the beginning of Daniel chapter 6, that we see that. We see, well, they didn't like Daniel. The king likes him more than he likes us. So let's find something wrong with him. Daniel was willing to be sacrificed instead of rejecting God. He was sentenced to death under an unjust law. A king sealed the certain death. A stone was rolled in front of the pit. He was saved from death and in so doing overcame the power of the law that was meant to put him to death. And then his enemies were put to shame by being thrown in the lion's den. And it says 
that their bones were crushed. Daniel's bones were never crushed. Did you happen to see any correlations in there? If you didn't, I'm going to go over them again, and I'll explain the correlations. He was seen as blameless and wouldn't give in to the desires of the unlawful leaders. Jesus was blameless and wouldn't give in to the desires of the Pharisees. Daniel is from Judah. Jesus is from the line of Judah. Daniel became a prominent leader, and many people followed him. Lots of people followed Jesus. And it angered his contemporaries. The Pharisees hated him. Daniel was willing to be sacrificed instead of rejecting God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Willingly gave up his life. He was sentenced to death under an unjust law. Jesus was sentenced to death because he claimed to be king. He spoke the truth. A king sealed his certain death. Pilate gave his seal of approval for Jesus to die. Pilate was like a king. A stone, a stone was rolled in front of the pit. Now, you should have got that one. A stone was rolled in front of Jesus' tomb. Both were saved from death and in so doing, overcome the power of the law that was given. The law given to Moses condemned all of us who sinned. Jesus overcame the power of that law for us. Daniel's enemies are put to shame by being thrown in the pit. And in Colossians 2.13, Paul says that his resurrection has put his enemies to shame. And Daniel's bones, like the Passover lamb, were spared. So you see, this great kid's story, great VeggieTales story too, if you've ever seen that one, is a story of Jesus before Jesus ever came to pass. Why would God do that? Does God want us to read the story and say, no matter what we're facing, we can overcome if we just simply believe that God will shut the mouths of the lions that try to attack us? Sure. But beyond that, there are so many comparisons. I didn't even hit on them all. I only picked a few. There's a lot more. I picked the ones that are pretty easy to see. God wants us to see Jesus in whatever we read in the Bible. He wants us to see that he was there from the beginning until the very end. He is the Alpha and the Omega, as he said in Revelation chapter 1. I am the beginning and the end. In Isaiah 42, God said, I have told you the end from the beginning. It's all about Jesus throughout the Bible. He wants us to see so that we believe. Not just by reading the Gospels. Sure, when you read the Gospels and you see what Jesus did, you see the miracles he performed, you see how he saved so many people, you see how he died, how he was resurrected, just those four books alone, you can get what you need for life. But when you look in the Old Testament, and it's not just Daniel, it's Joseph, it's Moses, it's Elijah, it's Naaman, it's all kinds of people. When you look and you see and you can pull these things out, God does that to build our faith. Because the Bible was written over a period of some 4,000 years. 
That's a long time. And through that whole time, it's always pointing to Jesus so that we will believe and have faith. So let's talk about faith for a moment. Here we got Daniel who trusted God greatly. This wasn't the first time he found himself in some kind of trouble. He was very beginning of Daniel chapter 1. He gets pulled into Babylon. It'd be like taking people from Blair and forcing them to go to Martin's Ferry. Who wants to do that? Sorry, people from Martin's Ferry. But if I was in Martin's Ferry, I'd say taking people from Martin's Ferry going to Blair. But he took him into exile, a place he did not know. And then the king says, hey, you're young, you're good looking, you're smart. I want you to eat all this food so you become strong. And Daniel says, you know, God said don't eat that kind of food. And people would, if people would have said that, off with their head. They'd have been killed. But Daniel said, I trust God. And he said, what if I eat just meat and vegetables for a few days and just drink water? And he became stronger than all the other people that were eating the king's food. And then the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, thrown into the fiery furnace for not worshiping the golden image. And somebody was walking around in there with them. Who was that? It was Jesus walking around in there. Put three men in, and yet they saw a fourth man, and they all come out unscorched. And then, of course, Daniel says, God sent his angel to shut the the mouths of the lions. Now, was it an angel or was it Jesus? We don't know for sure. The Bible doesn't say. But regardless, God took care of the situation because not because of Daniel's great righteousness, not because of who he was. Boy, Ezekiel really talks him up a couple of times in his book. Tells how righteous Daniel was. Wasn't why God did it. God did it because God wanted to show us that he can. He wanted to show us that Jesus is coming. He wanted to show us that if we believe that we can overcome. Now, what happens a lot of times when we hear stories like David and Goliath, we hear stories of Daniel in the lion's den, Joseph being thrown into prison. We hear all these stories and we say, oh, but they're in the Bible and they were great people. And yeah, you know what? David was an adulterer. Daniel was, though righteous for his faith, was not sinless. Joseph was not without sin. No human being is without sin. We can't compare ourselves to the people in the Bible and say, because they were in the Bible, they're greater than we are. No, we can't do that. It's not true, and it's just going to tear us down. We are just like them. We're human beings that make mistakes. But yet God raised them up and made them prominent and helped them and saved them Not because of who they were, but because of who he is. He didn't do it because Daniel prayed and said, God, shut the mouths of these lions. 
is because Daniel believed, even if I die in that lion's den, I am not turning my back on God. Daniel didn't know he was going to come out alive. But he knew that God was with him. And I'm sure he wasn't the least bit surprised when he got in there and nothing happened. Nothing happened to him. Because God wanted to show us that he's in control. So when your car breaks down at 2.14 and 40, (laughs) and 14 people try to help you, that's God moving through people and saying, I still am here, everybody. Even though the world is falling apart around us, I'm still here. I'm still here. When we get words like, we hear the word cancer, it's not the end of the world. God is still here. And he's still, even all these years later, like he did for Daniel, he's helping us. But not because of who we are or what we've done. So what I'm getting at is, we need to stop trying to be like the people in the Bible. We need to stop saying to ourselves, well, I'm not that person. Or we might say, if I can just have faith like Daniel. Jesus took care of that. His followers said, give us faith that we may believe. And he said, I tell you what, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you have just a little bit of faith. You can say to this mountain, uproot yourself and be thrown into the sea, and it will happen. How many people have put a mountain in the sea before? How many of you tried? (laughs) What he's trying to say is that faith is given to us by God. It is a gift that is given to us. Because honestly, if we really think about this, if we didn't have God in our lives, if we didn't know who he was, what would we do? Let your mind go for a moment. What would you do if you didn't know God? Your life would be different. Some of you might say it would be great. Some of you might say it would be worse. It would be different. Because you do whatever you want. But this faith that God has given us has turned us to him, to look to him, not to say, hey, I need to be like those people in the Bible, but look to him to say, hey, you know what? You're greater than me. You're bigger than me. You're stronger than me. And when I can't do something, I look to you. And even if I can do something, I look to you. I can't promise you that God's going to fix your car. But if you look to him, it'll take that burden away. I can't promise you that God's going to take away that cancer. But if you look to him, he'll ease your mind. He'll give you joy. He'll see you through it. And when it does go away, you can praise him. And if it doesn't, he'll be here with your loved ones. He never lets us down. That's what Daniel's trying to show us. Yeah, what an amazing thing. I mean, I love to read that story too and say, wow, that's, man, lions. You know, if you've seen lions at, at the zoo... Well, maybe not the zoo. They're always laying down at the zoo. They aren't really moving. But you see videos of lions attacking prey. They're powerful. And 
there's a reason they're called the king of the jungle. And this is plural. It wasn't just one lion. It was lion's den. In fact, all these people that get thrown in and their bones get crushed before they even hit the ground, those lions jumped up in the air as they're coming down into the pit. They're jumping up and grabbing them and crushing them. That's power. And yet they didn't touch Daniel because God said no. Because God wants us to know that he's telling the enemy, no. I want to come against all these people, the enemy says to God. All these people in Belair First Methodist Church, I want to afflict them. I want to destroy their lives. And you know what God says? Not them. They trust me. And you're, somebody right now is probably saying, well, yeah, you left me out of that because I'm being afflicted. Well, you know what? Just tell them no. Just say, not today, Satan. Turn to God. He'll get you through. This story could have gone so many different ways, and maybe it wouldn't have been in the Bible if Daniel would have died, and you know, Daniel wouldn't have had these dreams that he had in chapter 7, and then the vision he or the angel he met in chapter 9, and then in chapter 12. Those things might not have been in the Bible if Daniel had died. But God had a plan. He said, the king is here right now. Because he's been here from the day I created the earth until the day I destroy it and make a new heaven and earth. He is here. And this faith not only gives us salvation, but it gets us through life. And as we experience problems, and we turn to God, and we get through them, we got a choice to make. Thank you, God, and move on. Or thank you, God, and six months later, God got me through that. Six months later, a year ago, God got me through that. Four years ago, God turned my life around. We keep remembering these things, and it's not just that one event. Just the fact that we let him touch our lives and change our lives in one moment, it changes the things seen and unseen. When we have faith in God and we trust him with our whole heart, there are so many things that happen that we will never know. We go through this life with things not happening and we never know. Never know. I bet that some of us have probably for whatever reason, had a sputter in the engine and we slowed down just a half a second so that we missed that car that went through that stop sign. We may never even see it. It might have happened on the road on the, a couple roads over. Or we have, we eat something and that something that we eat, it starts to get into our body and it could turn into something really bad, a bad infection. Maybe it was a parasite or bacteria or something. And God says, no, flush it out. I created this body to flush out things. We never know. We never know. But do you believe that happens? If he can shut the mouth of lions, he can clean parasite out of your body. He can keep you from getting in an accident. He can keep you from falling apart. Then why doesn't he do it all the time? I don't know. But when we do fall apart, he is there to put the pieces back together if we trust him and believe. Because this thing called faith, though we cannot see it, 
We know it's real. We know that when we believe, things happen. And I bet that more happens to us that we don't see than what we do see. So continue daily to trust God. Have a conversation with him every day. And if you only talk to him maybe a couple minutes a day, add a couple seconds to that, couple minutes every day. If you talk to him for a half an hour, talk to him for 35 minutes. If you talk to him for an hour, give him an hour and 10 minutes. Just give him a little bit more every day and he will give back to you. Because the Apostle Paul told us a biblical truth that when you sow abundantly, you reap abundantly. And when you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. And that's not put in the Bible so that people can ask you for money. That's put in the Bible so that you can deepen your relationship with God. I pray you never find yourself being thrown into a pit of lions. But if you do, as you're going in, stop and say, how does this compare to Jesus? Because when you put your focus on him, I know that's the last thing you're going to be thinking about, right? I'm coming down to the lions. How does this compare to Jesus? No, you're not going to think that. But whatever situation you're in, how does it compare to Jesus? What would Jesus do? How can he change my circumstances. Don't tell God, here's how you can change my circumstances. Say, God, how can you change my circumstances? I'm listening. I'm waiting. God doesn't want us to do the work. He wants to do it for us because he gets the glory that way. If we do something, we get the glory. When we let him do it, he gets the glory. And he certainly got the glory because Daniel let him Put Daniel in the lion's den and shut the mouths of those lions. David let God throw that stone at Goliath. Joseph let God be with him in prison so he could become a leader in Egypt. Elijah let God take him up into heaven in a whirlwind of fire all because they believed, because they had faith. And the greatest thing about this message is we don't have to create the faith. It is given to us. Just let that one sink in as we leave here today. The faith is given to us so that we can share it with the world, so that we can trust God, so he can be glorified. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for giving us faith. Thank you for giving us the ability to not know what's going to happen, but still trust that it will be good. For giving us the ability to say, I don't know what my next step is going to be, but I trust you to see it through. Lord, may we take this message from Daniel and see all of Jesus in it and know that Jesus is very much in our lives as well, that we can see him every day, and trust you more each and every day. Help us to build our relationship with you through your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is in his name we pray. Amen.